You're listening to Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul with Ramsey Bergeron. Thanks for joining me today. Today is Easter Sunday, April 9th, 2023. And I want to talk about uh, impermanence, change, death, loss, and how using Eastern philosophies, I've been able to kind of cope with a lot of the change and uncertainty that I've had in my life and how it's really helped me the last couple of weeks since the passing of Baxter, my dog that um, I love very dearly. You know, I, I had a feeling... And I don't even know if that's fair to say. I came home from New Zealand early because something just told me I want to be with my dogs. I miss them. And when I got home, I was really spending every moment that I was around my dogs to just be present with them, be mindful. And I want to talk about how important that is when we when we view things in our life that are precious to us and when they're you know taken away from us, how do we handle that? How do we cope with that? He was such an important part of my life and understanding that it, I'm able to have grief and sadness. But one of the things I don't, I don't want to say I don't have, but that, that I'm working through with some of the help of some of the tenants I'll talk about today is I don't have a lot of regrets. And I think that's part of uh, what what you can probably take from this as well. So I'll kind of dive into two different main concepts in Eastern philosophy that's been very helpful for me. And the first is the five remembrances. And it's a uh, uh, Buddhist concept. And again, I'm talking about Buddhism as a philosophy, not a religion. So I encourage you to please keep an open mind. But there's five remembrances that I, I uh, that the Buddha taught. And I teach this also in my radical acceptance class because it's such an important part of impermanence. So while I'm talking about, when I say impermanence, I'm referring to anything that has the nature of change. So be it death, be it loss, be it uh, just <laughs> the, the nature of life. And that's kind of what these five remembrances are. And I had a copy printed out here in my office. And I'm going to print it again because these are pretty essential to, to go over every day. So these are the five remembrances. The first remembrance. One, I'm of the nature to grow old. There is no way to escape growing old. Two, I'm of the nature to have ill health. There is no way to escape having ill health. Three, I am of the nature to die. There is no way to escape death. Four, all that is dear to me and everyone I love are of the nature to change. There is no way to escape being separated from them. And five, my actions are my only true belongings. I cannot escape the consequences of my actions. My actions are the ground upon which I stand. And usually when I go over these in class, uh, at first people can look at it a little bit pessimistically or nihilistically, like, wow, I'm of the nature to grow old and die and be sick. But by remembering this, it's really kind of des- designed to remind us that things are going to change. These, these are inevitabilities. They will happen. Because too often, especially in the Western world, we think we're going to live forever and we have all the time in the world. And whenever you look at these remembrances, the first three are here to remind you of just how short the time you have is and all you really have is now. Like we're going to grow old, we're going to get sick, we're going to die. We cannot escape those. So when those happen, accept them and embrace the moments you have before they arrive. Uh, The fourth remembrance, which is uh, all that is dear to me and everyone I love or the nature to change. This is kind of the one of the core tenets of of impermanence of, of the things around us. And when you realize that, that everything's of the nature to change, we kind of stop chasing things and we enjoy the things while we have them. And I'm going to dive into this a little bit more with, it, with another concept here in a little bit, but that's what 
I'm really kind of focusing on now with the nature of, of losing Baxter and having lost Charlie last year and having lost a pregnancy last year and just the nature of these things that seem to be so, uh, I mean, full of grief, full of emotional charge. And it really helps me understand it and, and kind of tying into the fifth remembrance here, what, what belongs to me? What do I own? And when I think about Baxter, like he, he, is, he was his own little entity, his own little creature. And my actions are my only true belongings. And this is so important also because we tend to associate like things that we own. Like if you own your house, if your house catches on fire, you can't say, no, that's mine. You can't burn. I own that. Like in the scope of what do you own, at the end of the day, it's only your actions. And you can't escape the consequences of your actions. And that's such an important concept. It shakes you out of being lazy. Your actions are the only thing that you will carry with you and the consequences for those. So the five remembrances, really important. Another concept that has really been helpful in regarding Baxter in, in, in particular. I mean, out of all the loss I've dealt with since Eddie died, this has been the most challenging for me. And there's a concept in Buddhism called the glass is already broken. And here's how the story goes. So one day some people came to the master and asked, how can you be happy in a world full of impermanence? The master held up a glass and said, someone gave me this glass. I really like this glass. It holds my water admirably. It glistens in the sun. I touch it and it rings. One day the wind may blow this glass off the shelf or my elbow might knock it from the table and it will break. And I'll say, of course. When I understand the glass is already broken, every moment with it is precious. And this helps us understand the inevitability that everything will change, everything will break down and become something else. Life always is changing. And you can look at this in one of two ways. You can either constantly be in a state of fear that you're going to lose the things that matter to you, or you can be mindful and enjoy the precious things while you have them. And that's the thing about like with Baxter, that's what makes a precious moment so precious is that it doesn't last forever. And you can either waste it, waiting, oh, I want this to be here forever. I don't want this to ever end. Or you can enjoy it while it's here. And God, I, I fucking, I loved Baxter with every ounce of my heart when he was here. And the last week of his life, just spending those extra moments scratching behind his ear and, and, and petting him. And now when I look at Gizmo, I feel the same way. I can, I can still have grief in my heart for Baxter. I can still miss Baxter and love him with all my heart. But Gizmo is here now. And he's showing me love. And whenever I cry, Gizmo will give me kisses and he'll howl along with me. And, you know, he wants to play with his toy. And, and I'm really taking these moments to, to bond with him and connect with him because he's in this moment. And one day, his glass will break also. And that's why I, I say I don't have a lot of regrets with Baxter because I truly focused on being present with him. I enjoyed those moments laying in the hammock with him on my chest and just petting him and, and looking in his eyes and just being there with him and holding him. And I'm beginning to, to, to really form that same kind of bond with Gizmo, to really just be with him in these moments. We drove up to Colorado last week. I had to do a presentation, ironically enough, on emotional intelligence. And just spending time in the car with Gizmo and talking with him. And we got to drive through Monument Valley and walk around. And it was the first time he was in the snow. And just watching him run in the snow and play, 
just being in those moments. You know, that's where I can find peace is instead of being sad about the past or the things that I thought would I wanted to be with me longer, just being able to let go of that and well, what is what do I still have in this moment? What do I what do I still enjoy? What can I love? And being okay with that. And not only being okay with it, but embracing it and loving it and finding the positive in in everything I have now, the impermanence. And if the glass is already broken, I'm going to make the most of it and cherish it for every moment that I still have it. So hopefully you can use some of these Eastern philosophies to help you handle change and, and death and loss and transformation in your life. And instead of focusing on what you've lost, focus on what you have, focus on what you still have. Thank you. And, uh, talk with you soon. For information on my personal or executive coaching, or if you would like to have me be a speaker at your next event, please visit my website at www.bergeronwellbeing.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast, and please leave a comment to let me know your thoughts or about any future topics you would like me to cover.